Hey everyone, before we jump into the episode, just a quick audio insert here. At the time that this episode was released, the IMDb for it had not been posted yet, and we mentioned the actor who plays the first servant in this episode, who does, we thought, an incredible job. Uh, the actor's name is Ian Ho, and that wasn't posted yet in IMDb, so just throwing that in here now before we get started. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the home for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code with 10% off your next order at fansets.com. Fansets, <laughs> our pins have character. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. fine. Hold I don't on. know if, I think, I don't know. <clears throat> okay. Okay. <laughs> The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is home for a, is the home. Why do I keep missing that? Try again. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the home for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code worth 10% off your next order at fansets.com. Fansets, our pins have character. The Enterprise crew is drawn into the internal politics and culture of planet Majalis when the ship intervenes to prevent the kidnapping of the planet's first servant, a child and holy figure of the world whose ascension is needed for the planet's safe transition of power. Pike is also reunited with a past lover, but as he and the crew begin to learn, there is a dark secret lurking in the Majalis society. Thanks for joining us on Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe Companion, presented by Fansets. This week we see Uhura training for security and blowing up an alien ship. We get to revisit Mabenga's daughter Rukia, see floating cities, and see how much we can just violate the Prime Directive. Uh, <laughs> just Yvette and I today, as Mike will be taking a much-deserved break from podcasting, and we might be shuffling our guest list, which we'll announce coming up. In the meantime, hello. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing okay. Great. I'm doing okay. I know it's going to be, this might be, you know, quicker with just the two of us. I think so. But it'll be, it'll be a quick, a quick dissection of the episode. I, <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I had mixed feelings about this one. I agree. I agree. I, know. I, agree. I agree. Yeah, we'll get into that in a bit. Library computer, data being received. If you'd like to follow the show on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Discovering Trek. Or on Facebook, you can join the conversation on Camp Kittimer. After a few simple questions, our admins, Haley, Jackie, and Fark, will let you in. A reminder that this episode of Discovering Trek provides spoilers for the Strange New Worlds episode, Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach a Mouthful. If you have not watched yet, head over to Paramount Plus and watch the episode and head back. Failure to do so leaves you open to the spoilers. Episode 
episode 106 of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach, aired June 9th, 2022. It was written by Robert Wasserman and Bill Walkoff and directed by Andy Armaganian. So what did, what did you think? What did you think of episode 106? You said initially that this, was, this was, wasn't your favorite one so far. I feel like the same way, but I wasn't sure exactly why at first. Yeah, I'm not sure why it's not my favorite. It didn't you know, the rest of them, I was like, yes, I want to watch this again. This is great. And this was like, oh, this is good. You know, I was like, all right. It's all right. I mean, it was had a nice story, but I don't know. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Was okay. I, I felt like, like, I, I like the, those prime, like those, those prime directive episodes that really pull on you. And like, first of all, there was, there was kind of no, like, I guess we could, I guess we could just jump into the episode at mm-hmm. this point, but like, so we, we, you know, we get introduced to this, this, this child yeah. uh, who has been kidnapped um, or there's an attempted kidnapping and we get to the enterprise intervenes and everything else. And, and I like that later on in the story, like basically Pike has no reservations about just being like, you're wrong. This is wrong. I'm going to physically intervene right. to stop this from happening. And I, I enjoy these episodes that want to, like pull on this hardest part with us is that this desire to like intervene uh mm-hmm. maybe even by force and that's something we need to be careful of when we're in the federation but i i wonder if sometimes like they like the episode is just like the thing that they that they pull on you to want to intervene in is so over the top like right. in this case literally child sacrifice right that right. you're like okay like it it almost pushes it to such an extreme that it's like it it, there's See, no nuance left anymore. Yeah, it's like it's like I've been there, done that. Like I've seen this type of episode before, you know. And it's like, uh yeah, we, you know, we know what's gonna happen. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. It gave me Borg vibes a, a little bit. So I mean, it was kind of weird yeah. the way they put that together. But you know, I knew, you know, he was gonna be upset. I knew, you know, you knew from him finding the lover. I knew something was up with her. <laughs> Yeah, like, she seems sketchy right off the bat. She seems sketchy right off the bat, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's like I've seen that t- I've seen this episode before. Not that it was a bad episode. There was nothing bad about it. It was a really well-written episode. It had really great points, but it didn't hold my interest like the rest of them. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to watch it again. I was okay with watching it once. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that there was like yeah, you kind of know right off the bat that something something is going to be not great about mm-hmm. this. And there are, I, you know, I guess Pike in this case is kind of like seeing through rosy glasses because he's in love with this person yeah. and and everything else. But it's like, okay, there's there's gonna be something here. Mm-hmm. I didn't call at first that the father was trying to kidnap this first, the the what do they call them? First, the first servant away first from servant. the society. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't see that happening at first. And mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't see the ship like exploding in the second part where it, where it gets captured in the tractor beam, but also yeah, blows yeah. up. And I was like, Whoa, okay. And like that, I didn't see that coming. I, I uh, think those, those are the, those, those little things like that with the, the, you know, not knowing that the, the father was the one that was trying to keep his son, you know, from being the first server. I think that was one, probably the best part of this, of this episode. Mm-hmm. I think everything, but the Pike part, <laughs> I hate to say it because I love Pike so much, but everything but his part was my favorite part. The, the yeah. A, the B and C story were also, 
you know, a horror in, in security and her security rotation was just priceless. <laughs> just I thought it, it. I like, I like, I thought it was it was hilarious at the start that she's like, okay, we're gonna have you target the phasers, and I was like, that's a pretty big deal on training. Like, we're gonna have you shoot at a ship, and okay, we're gonna walk you through this phaser shot, and then just slices the ship right in half. And like, oh, it's fine, don't worry about right. it. It's training. It's yeah. okay. No, 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 no repercussions at all. She's just like, yeah. oh, they just moved into my shot. Yeah, they moved into my shot. I don't know if she had like simulation training before that in terms of targeting the entire ship's weaponry and right. arsenal, but I was like, this, okay. like, like that never happens. <laughs> I don't know. It yeah. seems like that was something you were prepared for. And everybody seemed to be okay with that. I don't know. Yeah, it was fine with it. Yeah, it's like, well, they shot at us first, so it's fine. So that seemed a little unrealistic, I thought. Yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> you know, I guess we we needed it for plot point in yes, that one. We did. Yeah, it's also this happens a lot in TNG. It was one of the things I was laughing about how they like they meant to not destroy something and they blow it up so much. Worf gets yelled at that so much. So I was like, it's always Worf's fault. Yeah, (laughs) why do you blow someone up? Um, But yeah, it's and then I and then I I laughed at another point where they had um, there's like the security officers from the city are running around and they show like a top-down view and I'm like are there no railings in this city where you could just plunge to your volcanic <laughs> death somewhere just outside? floating along floating along <laughs> and floating along I was like oof and yeah. and then for for basic and then again it's kind of like for no reason these cities require some kind of computer maintenance and it can only run on a child and it has mm. to, so it just it felt a little contrived by the end a little make, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was purely contrived i know, contrived. I, know, you know? I know the minute i heard ascension all i thought was uh lower decks moist vessel oh uh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah was that the name of it? i think that was the name of it yeah i was like oh no yeah <laughs> that child's gonna do that oh yeah, no the child is done yeah, yeah. They are not I was like, oh, yikes end. and then um what was the other one i was thinking of um when the bow breaks is that the one yeah when the bow breaks it's png when oh right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're just going about life they they're they're like this great they got great science they they their worlds they believe their worlds are so much better than everyone else but they got this um they got what was it called i forgot what it was called the um the custodian right right the custodian they don't know what it does they don't know how it works they don't know how to fix it but they do everything and anything the custodian does these people were the same they didn't know anything. I don't, the machine wants him. The machine needs this. We'll fall out the sky if we don't have this child. We don't sacrifice this child. And I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't learned anything. They learned anything. You know, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It's it's an interesting concept to think that we might become so reliant on a piece of technology that it becomes almost mythological in, in its nature. Like it's almost, well, yeah. <laughs> We're already there, my friend. We're there. Yeah, call we a might, phone. Yeah, that might be real. The, <laughs> the phone demands phone. that I do this. I yes, do it, it does. Yeah. Uh, Something so Siri. <laughs> yeah, I like that premise. It's interesting. And the custodian, it almost. I think I, I'm glad you brought up that episode. I think that's almost even more believable in a way because it doesn't like they they have to intervene because they literally kidnapped like Wesley, you know, and 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 members of the Enterprise crew, and so. 
you know, and you have this machine and it turns out the machine itself is, I think it's the radiation that's causing sterility yes. on the mm -hmm. planet, right? So yeah. they have to, mm -hmm. they have their cloaking. So I, I think that's almost a better version of this episode kind right. of a way because it's right. not like, in the end, it grinds children up. And so like, that uh, it requires your intervention really in a way, morality speaking, but that yeah. Was <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That it got morbid at the end. That was- uh, That poor kid. Yeah, the poor kid in the- in the basket already Jeez. yeah all shriveled up yeah and everything and that's when he has that moment like oh god that's gonna be me um, yep. in the future so yeah you know she makes this maybe we can get into that we'll get into this a little bit later but i have this point mm -hmm. that, that she says where she's like well we're really no different from your society right because that uh, children are sacrificed in your society in order to make things better and i was like i don't see the parallel i don't i didn't get that at all i was like no. did someone miss something because that's not what the federation is even at in this time frame yeah that's I, not what the federation is that was a long time ago maybe you know our our time frame but i, I didn't i didn't get that you know, no. that really put, put me off. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm glad you felt that way because I was like, I don't, I mean, as far as we know, the Federation is supposed to be this kind of idyllic society that we created. And so she's trying to poke holes in it, but because the parallel doesn't exist in a way that we know of, I don't, right. I didn't really see what her argument was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I didn't. And I think that, that put me off on this episode a lot. This, you know, she was trying to make a point but the point, there was no point to be made. I mean, no, I don't know yeah. who she, she was, and he didn't stick up for, for it. Yeah, I, I that like, was well, a, why did he that. say anything, you know? <laughs> so I, I was really confused by this episode. I, I like I said, I, I watched it. And then when I watched it the second time, I kind of just focused on uh, Ahura and Laon. La and then the kid, because the kid was the, the actor who plays the the first servant was very good. I mean, mm -hmm. he acted like a child, you know, not like yes. a an arrogant little little person. He he acted like a child, and I I really enjoyed him. And then I enjoyed his re his interaction with uh, Rakia. Yeah, so that was really nice. And you know, the fathers getting together. I loved that. That was a great. In the end, you know, the father lost his son, and decided, you know, and you know, I've got to help this man now. Mm -hmm. so, you know, so I, I, I just focus more on that stuff because I didn't really get everything else that was going on. It wasn't, uh, wasn't kind of, it wasn't believable for Star Trek and in, in that universe. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I almost felt grumpy about it afterwards. Cause I was like, they made me love this kid and they kind of like manipulated me to just feel terrible about it at the end. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and then that, and then it asked the question like Pike, Pike also had like no reservations about then stepping into the society and trying to stop things. And there wasn't even like a prime directive conversation there, which I thought yeah. they would have at some point, but because he literally just marches in and tries to assault their people. Right. And, and she keeps mentioning, we're not part of the Federation. Like you, you she literally keeps, can't. She, she's been saying it that. since the beginning. Yeah. She's been telling him that since the beginning, but he, um, you know, when you're, uh, when your libido is involved, you know, you kind of forget, other things because they I mean they even I you know I thought that was a, a a big part of it because they even made him come down back to the ship to tell him um the information that Aurora found out because they realized that you know he was you know thinking with other not his brain <laughs> um so they said well we just needed you to come down come up to the ship so you know no one else you know your friend there couldn't couldn't hear um so they all got it you know 
but yeah, yeah he was really, um, I think he was more disappointed in her. Um, he might've felt like, you know, he got taken advantage of also. So. Yeah. And he wants to defend, he's like, well, there has to be some other explanation. Yeah. Right. But I think then as, as things progress, he realizes, Oh, wait a second. Especially when he realizes that that other colony is, is separate and apart. It, it's actually not alien, right? They, they figure right. out that it's, it's, her, it is just, yeah. it's her people. It's yeah. her people. Yeah. That yeah, uh, yeah. I guess they're also freaking out about the fact that they're doing this to kids and then they can't, they don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. It, that, that that is a lot to dissect that that society and for them to get to that point where it's okay that this is okay you right know, just so they could live the way they live I, I, that's rough that's <laughs> rough that's i a feel rough a little society. grumpy too there matthew yeah yeah that's <laughs> how i felt about, about it i was like I feel, I feel grumpy about this <laughs> right. but i couldn't figure out if it's like do i feel grumpy because the story did well or because it did poorly and i couldn't figure that out so i'm glad we got a i think it did both i think it did yeah. poorly and it did well because it yeah. made us grumpy <laughs> it did make us grumpy yeah. i just i yeah. felt like maybe it wasn't it was a bit i don't want it it, it was a bit messier than the other episodes have felt so tight mm-hmm like yeah. so tightly written until this yeah. one. And this one felt like we're, like I'd said, or I think we both agreed. If it just felt a bit contrived, I yes. think by the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to take a moment to talk about Fansets, the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks podcast network. Fansets merchandise, as we know, is the leader in pin collectibles for Star Trek, but they offer more than that. In addition to Star Trek, you can find pins for The Big Bang Theory, Scooby-Doo, DC Comics, Batman 66, Harry Potter, and Rick and Morty. As a listener to the show, you can receive 10% off your next order from Fansets by using code TREKGEEKS, which is all capitals with no spaces, at checkout. And remember that you receive free shipping in the U.S. on orders $30 or more. Fansets. Our pins have character, and we thank Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Starfleet Command is proud to present you the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Awards slash overall message. How did we? What did we feel? What do we feel about this one? Overall message. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not. What I, I will don't say. Know. I will give an award to our forgot who called the first servant. Yes. Um, so yeah, definitely great job done by that character. I I love I love Mabenga, um, and just there's so much like feeling in that character. So fantastic, and 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 that story that we got to see a continuation of that story in this episode, I really appreciated, and maybe working toward a cure. Yeah, uh, would be great, but. Yeah, how about you? So overall theme, I have no clue. Uh, but for awards, I do have, um, I don't know what kind of award it would be, but I guess family award, uh, Rakia and Dr. Mambenga, mainly because I love a doctor and a kid. You know, yes. back to Beverly and Wesley, you know, yeah. my favorite crushers. Um, I thought, I think, I hope that they, you know, God, I hope they find a cure <laughs> for her because I would like to see her you know, part of, you know, part of his life and everything. Yeah. So I love that. Um, and of course the funny is going to Captain Pike because him tr- um, trying to um, sound like uh, Lieutenant Loan, um in the uh, elevator when he goes, 
A Rigelian tiger pounces with no warning. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> really well did, done. It was very well done. Better than, yeah. of course, I could do it. But I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I just love, you know, every time they bring something really, really funny that, that'll stick out. That'll be a line that we'll remember, you know, for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's it. I mean, like you said, the, the actor that played uh, the, the young, the first servant was great also. But for this for this episode, that's that's all I got. Yeah. And I, I think it I think like you had said it would have the episode would have landed better if we found some parallel that that she was trying to poke at in the Federation. But and Pike doesn't even have anything to say because it, he doesn't say one way or the other. If he was like, no, 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 we actually, we've fixed poverty and we can help you. And that's why you should join us. That was right. the whole argument we were trying to make is we could figure this out. <laughs> um, but it doesn't go into a further debate. It's just like, it's just sort of an awful thing to provoke him to having an emotional response, but it's not, you know, yeah. that's too, that's unfortunate that way. But one thing I do appreciate about this episode I was reminded uh, when you brought up Lon mm-hmm. is I like that they're not keeping the characters in their individual silos, but are making like them cross pollinate yes. with each other. So yes. let's have her do tra- like security training this episode. Right. She spends time with Lon and yes. you get these interaction between characters that we may not otherwise have. And that's, that's like going through TNG now. Do you have some characters that just literally never interact with each other very often right. at all? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like every, mostly uh, maybe not, maybe not well Mbenga yeah last last week he interacted with with everybody but usually he's down in sick bay which is normal but I do love the fact that it's realistic that a cadet uh would be going through all of those um all of those divisions all those sections and I love that every week we have to go where's where's cadet Ahura this week yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it and I love that she's like really like you know acing like all of these, all of these uh, divisions and sections, she's like, okay, I can do this and I can do that. You know, I love that. Um, I think it's just awesome. Um, And I think it's very realistic, you know, cadets have to figure out what they want to do. So. Yeah. And kicking butt at it because, you know, Laon obviously is hard to impress. Oh, yeah. And yet she's like, okay, you went, oh, she's like, so you did the bare minimum. And she's like, no, no, no. Like I, I, when she asked her to do those translations, mm-hmm. right? So you just did the bare minimum. No, no, no. I went above and beyond uh, I, enough I to love, impress me. I love that she's a Starfleet uh, security who does not follow the rules. Oh my yeah. gosh. She was like, well, maybe not Starfleet regulation, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. I was like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and I had thought maybe because we got in this this conversation the last couple episodes about like uh-huh. what what is the main like a, a theme that might follow through in the episode. So I thought yeah. maybe that was going to be this one is about rule breaking, right. you know, because you have you have such a rigid society. It's not allowed to engage with with outsiders, mm-hmm. um, and we see that in terms of so there's like three examples I could think of. There's one like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take these these um, these data chips out of this ship because Laon's like sometimes you have to take. Well, she says, I liberated them. I liberated them. <laughs> and she says, know when to bend the rules. That's right. what she had said. So then there's the, um, the society that's not allowed to interact with other people or help them in terms of sharing their medical technology. But then you have that father at the end and he's maybe bending rules. And so I thought Pike was going to give them this passion speech about maybe it's time to bend the rules because you have this society that has left. Um, but it kind of fell apart through it because I thought yeah. that was going to be maybe like the main theme of this episode, but it it, it kind of went to 
yeah, it went definitely. really dark super fast all of a sudden yeah <laughs> and like i said that it just gave me borg vibes i was like yeah all these little you know i don't know i don't know what they were fiber optics yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> going yeah. into his face and then they yeah then they you know yeah. encased him in that metal while he was sitting i was like wow is this i'm not gonna say it <laughs> it, was, it was say. It was a bit borgy, yeah. For it was sure. a bit borgy. It yeah, was a yeah. bit borgy. I was like, mm, yeah. okay, are we coming back here eventually? What's happening here? And she did say the next one was going to be a she. Did you get yeah. that? Yeah, I, that's right. Yeah, and so I, I maybe they they switch back and forth. I don't know. I hope or, so. Yeah, I was thinking so Borg right. Queen. Oh, <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of that. Borg oh. origin story. Oh, fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Who knows? Interesting. Okay. All right. <laughs> so maybe some seeds there. Maybe we'll, maybe this story will get revisited then. I, I don't know why I think it will. I don't know. Because it just seems like we should go back there. But I don't yeah, know. Rescue. Rescue our, our something. poor. Something. I don't know. Something. Our servant. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget that you can support Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks podcast network by subscribing to bonus content on Patreon. Get access to unedited audio of all our podcasts and of a lot of other perks. If you'd like to support this and the other member podcasts of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, beam on over to patreon.com forward slash Trek Geeks, where subscriptions start at low as $2 per month. For more great Star Trek discussion, check out the aforementioned member podcast on the network. In addition to discovering Trek, there is Trek Geeks, Rewind, Polytrex, Five-Year Mission, Deep Space Pride, Drawn to Trek, Infinite Trek, The Divine Treasury, Sci-Fi Sisters, Science Station 2, with the first link and the newest addition to the network, ConPod, about Star Trek conventions. You can find all these shows and where to listen on trekgeeks.com forward slash listen or by downloading the Trek Geeks mobile app. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That wraps us for Strange New Worlds Episode 6, Lift Us for Suffering Cannot Reach. Episode 7 is entitled The Serene Squall. While on a dangerous humanitarian mission, the crew of the Enterprise stumbles into a harrowing game of leverage with the Quadrant's deadliest space pirate. And if you're listening to this episode of Discovering Trek, our episode covering Serene Squall should already be out because we're doing a double release this week so that we resynchronize with Strange New Worlds for Episode 8, The Elysian Kingdom. So thank you for your patience since we've been catching up on some editing. And thank you again for joining us here for Discovering Trek on the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. No one talks Trek like we do.